Hello, hello, hello. My name is Laquita Parks and I am your host of My Heart on Pages. This is another amazing episode that we have another amazing guest and I am excited and I know you guys are like Laquita. Every time we hear you, you're always excited about your guests. Yes, I am always excited about my guests because I love authors. I love hearing their stories and I love hearing the why and I love hearing the heart, their heart on pages. So I am Laquita Parks and I am the owner of PayProV Publishing and PayProV means paying progress victory because I believe without pain there is no progress and without progress there can be no victory. So I help people take their stories from a thought to a realization because we know that 100% of everybody living or dead has a story. So we're here today to talk to Miss Deanna. Did I say that right? Yes, Conaway. We're here to talk to her about her story. And man, she has an amazing story. She has a beautiful, beautiful book, and she has a very interesting story. We're going to talk about those stories. But before we get into that, please, 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 Miss Diana, tell our listeners about you, who you are, where you're from. Well, hello, listeners. Um, my name is Diana Conaway. I am a relationship coach and a love attraction expert um, and author, obviously. Um, I was born and raised in Boston, Massachusetts. Um, I attended Morgan State University, HBCU in Baltimore, Maryland, where I lived a good amount of my adult years. And now I am currently residing in Dallas, Texas. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's amazing. So love expert, huh? Yes. Love oh, attraction. Wow. Love attraction. All right. You know, I, if you, if we can attract money, we can attract love. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like they're one in the same. It's, it's so funny because part of my story is once I started to, you know, just really get into my spirituality and just knowing who God was in my life. I began to attract abundance in every area of my life. So that was money, that was peace and love. Yes. So, you know, I've, I've figured out the, the path and I'm basically sharing that roadmap for others so they can um, maybe avoid some of the pitfalls and get there a little bit quicker in a smoother ride. I love that. So tell us what led you um, on this journey. So I, I know you, you know, I, I just had an interview with this guy and he just wrote this fabulous book. He had an amazing story, um, Tyron, Tyron Jackson. But he said, one of the things I asked him, I said, you know, did you ever, did you, you know, when you were growing up, did you say, I'm going to be a writer. I'm going to be an author. Did you ever think that you would, you would be a, you would be an author? Was that one of the dreams when you were growing up? I absolutely did. Um, at my first book launch, my mom told a story about me being roughly about eight years old, somewhere around there, telling her that I, I was going to write books. And I didn't even remember this story. So hearing it back, I was like, really? And she was like, yes, you were always writing short stories. You were always entering contests. Um, you always had the gift of 
like expressing yourself with words. Wow. I'm like, okay, that's, that's pretty awesome. And I mean, that has followed me throughout my life. When I went to college, I began a music career and I was a rapper. Really? So yes. <laughs> yes, I was. Really? For anybody that wants to kind of look it up. There may be some footage still in the uh, universe of the World Wide Web. You can look up Shelby Raw. That was my um, my my rap name. You know um, what? That that sounds a little <laughs> familiar to me. Wow, wow. Maybe that's why you maybe that's why you have that face. Because I was like, you look familiar. You look familiar. Wow. We got some celebrities on my heart on pages, y'all. <laughs> yes. I've I've always had a love of words and always loved being able to express myself and, and tell stories and figure out a way to use my experiences to help others. Wow. Um I feel like the human experience, we're all going to go through ups and downs. Um, I feel like it's our duty, though, to, to share mm-hmm. our testimonies, mm-hmm. our, our experiences, to help lighten the load of others. So literally, that's all I write. That's I like that. I- it's amazing because we have, I, I, I always say that what goes on in our life, what happens to us in our lives is not for us. It happens to us, but it's not for us. It's for somebody else because there's always somebody waiting on the other side of your story so that mm-hmm. they can get healing from their story. And they, don't, and, and they don't know it. They're looking and searching for something, but they don't know what it is. But when they pick up when they pick up your book and we'll get into your book and your journal, when they pick that up, they may not know that's what they need, but it might be a referral from somebody. And as they're going through it and they're looking, they start to feel that healing and that breakthrough and like, this is what I needed. You know, it's kind of like for me going, I'm a thrifter. So going to the store, not, not necessarily knowing what it is I want, but when I see it, that's it, that's it. And that's how it is with sharing your story. It's healing, it's helping you heal and other people heal. Absolutely. I mean, I, I think I really decided like, okay, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be an author, I'm gonna write. When I started utilizing my social media, my Facebook, and I would do like these weekly questions, where I would share a little bit of a story, a reflection. And I would ask others, like, have you experienced this? Mm-hmm. What feelings does this bring about for you? Mm-hmm. And I mean, I would do this weekly. And I just thought it was therapeutic for me, honestly. Yeah. I wasn't really thinking too much about what it was doing for other people mm-hmm. until people started messaging me and saying, you have no idea how much you inspire me. You have no idea how much I was uplifted. Thank you so much for sharing that vulnerable moment. I thought I was alone. Mm-hmm, and I mm-hmm. was like, oh, okay. Like there's real purpose here. Mm-hmm. Like yes. not just entertainment. People are really like getting healing, getting help from this. Yes. And that's what drew me to, okay, I need to formalize some of this and and let my words live in something that will continue on even after I'm gone. And that, you know, that that's amazing because I I, I love that thinking because people there there are so I, I I'm a publisher and I I coach people into how to start writing their stories. So to help them develop the story or come up with the story idea, 
of what they want to write about in their life. Because, you, you know, you run into people who try to write, they, I want to write a story about my life, but they don't know where to get started because they, you can't write about every single aspect of your life. You have right. to decide what you want to write about. And then when you do that, it's like, what's the why? What's the reason behind it? Do you want to leave a legacy? And creating that narrative and making those words, I love that, making those words live. They mm -hmm. live long after you're gone. Our words will live in, in the books of our, our children and our great-grandchildren and great-great-great-grandchildren who we will never have a chance to meet. And then that's, that's just in our little pocket. It's right. in our little world. So I love that. So you wrote a book, your first book. Tell us the name of the first book. The first book um, is What They Didn't Tell You About Pregnancy. <laughs> and I co-wrote this book um, with a very good friend of mine. Her name is Ebony Collins. And um, when we decided to do this project, she had already written and published, I think, uh, two or three books at the time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, the interesting story is we had never met in person Wow! online wow. in a mother's group. Yeah. We were both expecting our first child. Um, we were both pregnant with girls that we were disappointed about because we wanted boys. boys. <laughs> so we bonded over that, like, and we shared, um, you know, our faith we bonded over that as well. So we formed this bond and we literally were praying for each other, like pulling each other through these pregnancies. And we decided, Hey, we're learning all these things that nobody told us about. Mm -hmm. Everything that we were told about pregnancy was the same information regurgitated over and over, mm -hmm. you know, the morning sickness, uh, you glow and all of these things that were typically more on like the positive side, mm -hmm. but nobody was talking about how when you're over 30, they treat you like a dinosaur. Yeah. Like yeah. they, they act like it's so weird that you're yeah. pregnant. Yeah. Um, being a black woman, how, you know, prenatal care is different. Yeah. Um, you have to be your own advocate. Yeah. Um, gender disappointment. We both felt very embarrassed by the fact that we were disappointed when we found out mm -hmm. we were having girls because we really wanted boys. Mm -hmm. Now, mind you, we were very happy and blessed that we had healthy children and, and God decided to bless us with kids. That goes without saying. Yeah. But there yeah. was no safe space yeah. for us to say, I'm sad about this. I right. cried about this. Everyone was judging. Oh, some people can't have kids. You that's selfish for you to even think that way. Well, guess what? Writing this book and having that section in the book about gender disappointment, you know how many women reach out to me and say, I'm so glad somebody else said it. Yeah, I felt so bad. I felt alone. I felt like something was wrong with me because I thought like this. So that's what that whole book is about. It's about things that aren't normally discussed. Mm -hmm. Some of them can be seen as negative, mm -hmm. but they're real. Mm -hmm. They happen. Mm -hmm. And we talk about them from both of our different perspectives um, it's, it was a great experience. Yeah. I, I, I like that. And sometimes we have to say the hard things in, in writing, in writing, 
Um, I, I, ta- I coach people all the time about why not write your story? Mm-hmm. And there, I, I had a long conversation, maybe about an hour with this lady just yesterday. And she, she has this burning desire to tell her story. It is an amazing story. She talks about her, her family, uh, the family dynamics and there being multiple children. And she's mm-hmm. like in the middle of the multiples and the older kids have their dad and the younger kids have their dad. And she has her own dad. And that's how she said, mm-hmm. I have my own dad, but she didn't know him. So she, oh, wow. she was out of place there. So here are seven children. She's in the middle. Mm-hmm. She's there and she doesn't have her own dad. And, uh, and the ar- ironic thing about it is that I'm working with a guy who was in the same position. His, mm-hmm. he, he, he was the one, he was the only one that didn't know. And so she oh. wanted to write her story and she said, but it's going to make a lot of people upset. And I said, but it's your story. Mm-hmm. And so, and that's the thing. I, I love that because there are a lot of people who judge in the pregnancy. I don't think there's anything wrong with being mm-hmm. disappointed because I had, I, you know, my first child was a girl, you know, because mm-hmm. you want the boy to be the oldest because you want them to be the Come protector of their baby on, sister, or their baby siblings, you know? And then mm-hmm. you have the girl first and it's like, okay, the girl's the oldest. And then you, and you know, it's like, okay, well, and, and you love them but it's natural. It's natural. And and so people judge you. And so whatever you're going to do, you're not going to be able to satisfy 100% of people. So you write your story. You write your story. You definitely do. You know what has helped me as well? Um, You know, I have a YouTube channel. I have a coaching business. And what I learned about growing these things is, yes, I have a story. There's personal things that I want to share, but you have to think about how you're serving others. Exactly. So instead of me just saying, let me tell you how I manifested love. Mm -hmm. I used my story to figure out how I could make it universal and add value to everyone else. So when they see the book, they see what it can do for them. Not just me telling my story. They don't know me. They're not... They're not bought into me yet. That works. And who are you? Who are you? It's just you. Your story. Right. That only works if you already have a fan base. You already are exactly. a celebrity. You're famous. If you're not, it would behoove you to figure out what problem you're solving for other people and how you can gain, like take your experience and make that into something universal for everybody. And then once they know you, then they'll care about that autobiography or that, Mm -hmm. you know, that specific story for you. Exactly. How are you connecting? I like that. So Mm -hmm. what, what they didn't tell you about pregnancy. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I have to look that book up. I I'm, I'm well past it. I'm I'm done. It's a great gift though. It is. It is. I'm done done. Anyway, but everybody either, has been pregnant, is pregnant, thinking about it, or knows somebody who is. So exactly, exactly. You know. I like that, and I, I'm a um, my 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 play daughter is she's she has a mommy's group. It's called Messy Mommies, oh. and she talks about all things. So I have to t- share that information with you. Um, yes, and they, they're, you know, I do talks as well. Like yes. I'll be a, come talk to them. Yes, I have to connect you guys. So that's amazing. So we'll talk. We'll talk offline, y'all. Yes. <laughs> um, so, so tell me about 
the, the, the process to manifesting love. How did you happen from, so you went from, you, you know, and, and I can tell you a word scholar. I like the word. Um, I, I have a friend that says, you know, I like the way you string your letters together. So <laughs> I can, I can tell that you're a wordsmith. Um, yes. So how did you transition into manifesting love? Can you give us a little bit about your, your background? I sure can. Um, so if we go back to 2019, that is when first book, what they didn't tell you about pregnancy. And I'm giving you the timeline because a lot happens in a little bit of time. But in that season of my life, I, I was married. Um, I had two children and it was a very tumultuous situation. Um, I never speak poorly about my um, soon-to-be ex-husband, uh, but I will just say that we were purposed to have our children um, definitely shared a very special love and relationship. I'm thankful for the lessons, but it was not like my final destination. Uh, where I wanted to go in my future and what God has for me did not align with that relationship. And as I began to, um, I would say, learn myself again, because as many women do, once they have children, they become just a mom. Mm -hmm. You're overtaken by the responsibility of being a mom, being a wife, being everything to everybody else. And that's what happened to me. I completely lost myself in who I was to other people. And at the same time that that was happening, uh, my marriage was on the complete decline. We were losing everything financially. My husband was having his own personal struggles. Um, so it was just a whirlwind of chaos. And I decided to center myself um, get really focused on my connection with God and just relearning myself again. And as I did that, I started to remove things from my life that did not align, that did not bring me peace, that did not um, equate to healthy love. And I did that in every area. So work, relationship, friends, everything. I cleaned house yeah. and after I did that, I got to this amazing place of self-love where I just was, wow, I'm, I'm pretty awesome. I was just feeling myself again. <laughs> and I said, okay, I wasn't looking for love at all, to be honest. I was in loving on me, but I had the foresight to write a list so I wrote a list about what I wanted in my ideal partner hmm. and girl, it was detailed. Wow. I said, um, you know, I want him to make six figures or more. Mm -hmm. I want him to pay all of the bills happily. I no longer want to work uh, because I have to. I want to work in my passions. Um, he is a man that has a relationship with God and is led by that. He has traditional values. I, I mean, I talked about everything, but I noticed this was the only time in my life where I didn't say anything superficial. 
I didn't say anything about how he looked, his age, um, how tall he had to be, how he dressed. I didn't say anything like that. And I always had before. Mm. Acceptance where I realized for the long haul in life, that stuff doesn't matter as much. What matters is the character, um, you know, the principles that this person bases their life and decisions on, um, what this person wants in the future, what type of partner is this person? So when I wrote that list, I shared it with a couple of girlfriends and they had a good laugh at my expense. <laughs> they said, they thought it was unrealistic. Crazy. Yeah. They were like, you're not going to get that in one person. Like, you're going to need to, like, take four guys and, like, just date them all and, like, make it up like that. And I was like, no, it's going to be one person. He's going to have all this and more. Mm -hmm. And I'm not settling until I get that. I'll just be alone and and love me because guess what? I'm cool. I'm having a good time with me. I'm, I'm great. So I packed that list away and continue just working on myself. I would look at the list and I would say, okay, that type of man, um, you know, just taking examples, if he's making six figures, he probably has a really good career or he owns his business. I need to be fit. I need to be able to um, go into all these different arenas. What if I need to attend banquets? What if I need to? So I started to look at myself okay, maybe I need to clean up my image a little bit. Maybe I need to, all these different things. I need to put more effort into how I look. I, I want to lose a little bit of weight. I'm going to start working out. Mm-hmm. So I did just all these things that made me into a queen that I was proud of. Wow. Right? I just focused on me. And literally, I would say maybe four months later, I, I met the man. And I did it. Again, I wasn't looking to date. I'm I'm still kind of, you know, processing my, the ending of my marriage and kind of doing that and just focused on my kids. Mm-hmm. But I met this man. We were friends. And as we're building a friendship, something tells me to look back at my list. And I'm like, wait a second. I start checking everything off. Like, wow, he has everything on my list. And because we're friends, you know, I share it with him. And he tells me, that's so funny. I have a list too. Wow. And he shares his list with me and I'm everything on his list. Wow. Wow. So that's how I got to it. I took that experience and I made it into journal prompts. So there's 28 days we all know that usually it takes about 21 to kind of make a habit. Yeah. So I made it 28 Mm -hmm. so that you have the habit forming, but it continues on. Mm -hmm. It's broken up into sections. I'll tell you, most of the book is about yourself because that's what I found. Mm -hmm. You have Mm -hmm. to get in tune with yourself. You have to unpack your own issues and past relationships and ideals that don't serve you. You got to pack those, unpack those first. And then after you do that, you can identify what you really want. Mm -hmm. Then once you identify what you really want, you think about how that fits into your life and how do you make yourself ready to receive it? 
Mm-hmm. So that's literally what this book is, what this journal is. It's writing prompts that help you go through that entire journey. So at the end of it, you will be ready. You will be ready to attract exactly what you want. In oh, I, that that's, that's amazing. I love that. You know, it's, it's important too, to that people understand that when they're unpacking. So when we're unpacking and we're finding places to put stuff, you know, mm-hmm. does it go in this room or does it go in that room? Sometimes y'all, when you unpack, you got to get rid of it. That's don't right. Don't repack it. Don't mm-hmm. find a room for it. Get it out of the house, get it out, throw it out and be done with it. And mm-hmm. that's hard sometimes, you know, going, and I, I like what you said. Sometimes we, we focus so much on what we want in others that we don't look at our own selves and see, you know what, I need to fix me too. I need to fix mm-hmm. me first. And yeah. I need to look in the mirror. I keep this mirror. I keep a mirror right by my desk, oh, I right? And, and, I, and I look in the mirror and, you know, we, it's, we, we live in a society and we live in a world where people say you have to be a certain thing. You have to look a certain way. You have mm-hmm. to have a certain this or a certain that. And especially as young people, they start to internalize that. And that's where, that, that's where all that packing comes in. They, yeah. they pack it inside their heart. They're packing inside. And as they're unpacking, they carry it around. They carry it around. And it's, and it's inside of you in the form of, 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 you know, I don't love myself or, mm-hmm. you know, I don't have the self-worth that I need. I'm not good enough. I'm not resilient. I'm not pretty. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. And so and as they start to unpack that, it, exactly. Say that you, you don't have that way exactly it comes out in your behavior you know Mm -hmm. you're saying hey I love myself even on the outside you can be beautiful on the outside but you have all that stuff that's inside that's packed inside of you it comes out in the way that you behave in your attitude you can see you know and I know you you've seen beautiful beautiful people and on the outside they're they're put together so well just perfectly I call it perfectly manicured and then when they start to speak you know and the and just the body language and the and it's like you know not 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 forgiving that there are things that we all go through but just that nastiness that's been mm-hmm. packed in so long that it makes them uh, unpretty as the yes. word unpretty absolutely I absolutely love that so what was the the process in going through creating your list did you just get up and say, okay, let me just start writing a list? Or did you have to go through, um, you know, some research and finding out because I know you're, you're a coach, but or did you just start it? Did you just start saying, you know, sometimes we sit back and we take a dart and we throw it and wherever <laughs> it lands, you know, okay, it landed right there. So that's where I'm going to go. That's what I'm going to go through. How did you, what, what was the process that you, what was the process for you? Well, I've been a relationship coach since 2015. And I got married in 2018. And I, I always think back on this, right? I do premarital preparation for other couples. And I told my uh, soon-to-be ex, hey, we need to do this. Like, I know I'm a coach and you're probably relying on, you know, me and my expertise and us not to go through certain things, maybe because. Um, I can't hear you. Are you muted? I, I can't hear you. 
We lost the, we lost the- Can you hear me now? I can hear you now, yes. Okay, sorry. I had a little bit, Um, there's, it's storming in Texas. So okay. let me know if it goes out. Okay. Um, but so go my, back to what you were saying. You, you, we lost you when you said that you, um, you, you, your, your ex, your soon to be ex was relying on you as the coach. So what were you saying from there? Yeah. To kind of, I think he, he might have taken it a little for granted that we had a very like easygoing relationship. <laughs> we really didn't have too many issues. Um, and he knew my experience. So I think he was relying on that to get us through maybe difficult times or things like that. And what I tried to explain was no matter how good things are, when you're entering into a marriage, you should do premarital preparation. It is very helpful to look into the future and think about the common things. There's been years of research that tell you the common reasons why marriages end. Mm -hmm. It's, it's usually, you know, infidelity, financial issues, addiction, like those are the three things. So if you're not going to do anything else, address those, talk, yes. talk about them, talk about your views on them, talk about, um, how you would handle them, come up with a plan for if it does come up. And we didn't do premarital preparation. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and I always think back on that. Like, even now I'm like, I could see where if we talked about certain things, we either would have been better prepared or we would have decided we don't align in our viewpoints for down the road. We yes. we're having fun right now. It's great. I love you. But when I think about raising kids, when I think about the legacy I want to live, we're not on the same page. And we probably would have found that out if we did that. So as I'm kind of thinking about like my path for like, like writing this list, I unfortunately had the experience of being married and it not working. Mm -hmm. So I kind of already knew what wasn't important what not to focus on, what was important, um, and what to prioritize that I didn't. Mm -hmm. So I started there. I just started looking at my current reality and saying, okay, what's the opposite of this? I know this is a problem and I don't like it. What's the opposite? Yeah. Okay. I know that this attracted me in the beginning, but it didn't sustain me. So what's the sustaining thing? Mm -hmm. Okay. I know that these things uh, brought me joy and they were fun, but that wore off when these things came up. So maybe I need to think about these things. <laughs> so I literally just went through that process in my head. And as I thought about maybe the issues we had or the things we couldn't overcome or the things we didn't think about, I just wrote out what would be the opposite of that. Check what out the box. Check. Help. It. Yep. Check. Yeah. You know, I think it's amazing. And I started dreaming too. Like I, instead of just being, I did the realistic part first. Mm -hmm. And then I thought about what's my dream life. My dream life is I'm, I'm, I'm a wife. That's my job. Like my job is to look beautiful, shop and write my books. <laughs> that's, that's my dream life. So what do I need to have that? Well, I need a husband that wants to finance that and can. I need a husband that thinks I should look beautiful and wants to make sure I'm beautified. 
I need a husband that supports my goals. And when I tell him I need six months of you taking on the kids so I can focus on my book, the marketing plan, the this, the that, he's not like, oh, I can't do that. He's like, sure, honey, what do you need? Mm -hmm. So I thought about the dream life and I thought about the husband I needed to have it. And that's what made up the rest of the list. <laughs> you know what? And I, I, I like that. And, and that, that takes a whole lot of faith courage and commitment because mm -hmm. I, I think it's amazing that we have we we have the we have the blueprint um yeah. we've we've gone through the trials and the tribulations and we've created the blueprint and then when it comes time to implement it for ourselves we skip over the steps oh yes and and i'm guilty of that i i teach mm -hmm. people all the time every day the steps on starting to write your story and yeah. what are the elements of your story and what's the why behind your story and you know mm -hmm. set goals and blah 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 and then as i go through because i'm doing this with them I'm doing this with all these people. And then as I go through and I'm looking at my stuff, my stuff is a mess yeah. because <laughs> I'm focusing on doing this. And it's like, okay. And I have people say, look, have you done this? Well, where's your book? Well, what's the parenting? I've been working on this book called Let's Talk About Parenting Styles for, for a long time, right? And I, I've literally been working on it. Have the, the cover has been done for a year. And and I put it on the back burner because I'm working on this and I'm working on that. So this client, that client, until somebody said, where's your book on parenting styles? They need, parents need that. And, and it's, and the book is just about, you know, as a parent, where do you see yourself in this? And this is the type of child, this is the outcome for, mm -hmm. the, you know, the, the overly, you got to have a balance. So yeah. I, I love that. I love that that you you took the list and you created the list and the list works and then you have gone back to say okay I didn't do this list I didn't mm -hmm. do this for myself I did this for my clients but I didn't mm -hmm. do it for myself and I like that that honesty because when you go back because every time you have breath in your body you have an opportunity to go back and right. fix it you know, you may not be able to fix it for just now, but you can fix it, fix it. And I never thought about the dream life. You know, I have a friend that says, you know, we need to go just yesterday. We need to go car shopping. And I'm thinking in my head, I'm just trying to pay off the car I got, you know, we need to go car shopping and, you know, let's just one day, let's go car shopping and pick out the car you want. And, and, and so as you were talking, I'm like, okay, he's living that dream. He's, he's, he's thinking in that dream. And yeah. So, you know, so I'm, 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 I'm a Christian woman and I'm heaven focused, mm -hmm. you know, I want yeah. heaven. I want to go to heaven. Right. So I want to align myself to go to heaven at the same time. I also need to align myself to be, to live here on earth, being heaven minded. And, and, yeah. and I like that. And that's being debt free. If I don't have debt, then I'm that's able right. to help people. I can focus on helping other people, you know, get to Christ and I can help people to become better. So I love that. Um, so you know what helps me with that as well, because as a woman of faith, I'm a Christian as well. I came to the understanding that the more I have, and that's in everything, that's in finances, that's in love, that's in peace, that's in knowledge. The more I have, the more I have to give, the more I can help. Yes. So yes, I want a nice house. Because guess what? Someone might need a place to stay. Exactly. Oh, yes. I girl, want you better preach. preach. Because someone might need me to be the bank for them. So there's nothing wrong 
Nothing wrong at all with having an abundance mindset because guess what? Everything is God's. And I think he would prefer for us to have it than non-believers, to be honest. Yes. So I want, I want all of that. Yes. So yes. Go car shopping. I do it all the time. I My next car is a Range Rover. I don't know when it's showing up, but <laughs> I have it on my screen. I, I visit the website once a week to learn my, my features. So when I have it, I know how to use it. Listen, I love it. I, Girl. I visualize Girl. everything that way. And it, it comes in God's timing, obviously. Yes. Yes. But I let God know I'm ready. Yes. <laughs> you know, and, and, and you know what, that is so true. I, I wake up and I say my prayers and the other morning I woke up and I, and I typically say, Father God, thank you for, for every dime that I have in my bank account. Thank you for, for, for just, just thank you for the, you know, I don't care if it's $5. I don't care if it's just thank you for any, for whatever I receive. And I went to check the mail and I got a, I got a little check out of the mail from, from a doctor that fired me from their practice for mm-hmm. speaking out against the doctor. So my, 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 they're, they're, um, they're answering my, my claim or my, um, my, um, complaint against mm-hmm. the doctor was to, was to send me a letter and say, you know, we think you need to find another doctor. So they kicked me out of the practice, but I <laughs> guess I overpaid at some point. So I get this little check in the mail and I was like, thank you, Laura, for the gas. Thank you for, That's the, right. for the gas. And, and I, and so I like that now, now I haven't gone through picking out my car and putting it, but I, I can do that. Mm, I can yes do that. Can. So I, I love that. So how can people purchase your book? So I I have my own website where I have both of my books available for purchase. I they can also book uh, coaching sessions with me as well through my site and it's destinationdiana.com. So the word destination and diana d i o n n a.com and they awesome. can book there. Um, but they're also available on Amazon and Barnes and Noble as well. If you purchase it from me, you get special packaging. It's autographed. Um, You won't get that if you purchase it from Amazon or Barnes and Noble. But if you prefer to, you can purchase it there as well. But listen, listen, listeners, if you're listening to this, then go to Deanna's website and purchase from her. Okay. (laughs) We, we are, we are so much smaller than Amazon. That's and right. We appreciate the platform. Don't get me wrong, Amazon, because mm-hmm. I know you're listening. We appreciate the platform, but purchase from her, connect with her, and book a session. Book a session. Amazing, mm-hmm. amazing. So thank you so much for taking time from your day to share your story with me. And listen, if you're expecting, you already, if you've already had a baby, you got one coming, you you know somebody who is, then mm-hmm. go out and purchase also what they didn't tell you about pregnancy, because I know I'm three times, three times, and, and I know they didn't tell me a whole lot. And every pregnancy was it's different. different. Mm-hmm. Everyone was different. And my grandchildren, they got babies. They still having babies. I probably need to buy this for my son and his <laughs> girlfriend if they ever get this, decide that they want to get married and get started. Mm-hmm. Um, but thank you so much for sharing your story. Um, this has been educational and enlightening for me. And I know it has from our, for our listeners. And I look forward to connecting with you more in the future and perhaps collaborating with you. Yes, thank you so much for having me on. I really enjoyed um, this discussion. I was so excited when I took a look and listened to a few of your previous 
uh, episodes, I, I love the fact that you are giving authors an opportunity to, to share their story of what brought them to actually writing the book, creating the journal. Like, this is the stuff that I like to know. I like to know the yeah. why. Yeah. And, and you know what? And it's important. I find that it's important because sometimes we'll look at the book and sometimes we'll see, especially in, this, in the world of social media, the post and, you know, somebody might say, oh, there she go again. You know, but there is there. Number one, there's healing in writing your story. Mm -hmm. And with like with with paper view publishing, we don't just write your story or publish your story. We want to help you share it. You know, yeah. because that that also helps you connect with people. Uh, I when I saw your, you know, when I saw your your story and I saw your book, um, I was curious. And then the cover is so beautiful. And and honestly, yeah. uh, my my son says to me all the time, "I'm his queen. You're a queen, mama. You're a queen." But I never saw myself as that. Not because I'm not, and I don't think I'm a queen. It's just not the language that I've used when I've referred myself, when I referred mm -hmm. to myself. And for me, it's just I'm just being Laquita. Mm -hmm. And but there's a whole lot to Laquita, and Laquita is a queen. And I'm still learning in this thing called life and I'm 52 years old. Mm -hmm. So as I go through it and I've dealt with, you know, trauma and at the hands of a nurse and I'm still, you know, at dealing with trauma now, my life is the way it mm -hmm. is physically because of the trauma that I, mm -hmm. that I, I sustained, but God has given me the ability to do the things that I need to do and not make excuses for where I am physically. Right. So I appreciated that. And so please, please, please go out, get the books, get manifesting mm -hmm. love. I'm going to get it because I, I'm going to take that 28 day challenge. And yeah. so I'm going to challenge you guys. If there's somebody listening and you guys are interested in taking that challenge with me, you know, get the book and you know what, Deanna, I'm going to, um, I'm going to introduce this to my book club and oh, see if they're interested. I would, and, and I would, I'm going to invite you to be a part and we can do your book as a book of the month and, the month. and then take that so. challenge and see who can take that challenge. So I'm going to, I'm going to commit to that. I'm going to purchase your book. And so if you have one lasting thought to give to our readers, somebody that's struggling and they, they have a story and they want to write the story or they are, are stuck in this game called love and life, you know, mm -hmm. what advice would you give them? I think if you're at a place in your life and you're stuck and you're trying to get unstuck, just know that everything changes. You can just look at the weather and know it doesn't rain every day. It's not sunny every day. It's not warm every day. It's not cold every day. There's different needs of the universe. And that's the same thing with you. There's different seasons in your life. So no matter what season you're in right now, there's a purpose, but there will be an end to that. So let that encourage you to just keep getting up and trying your best. Be your best every day. And that will be different from day to day. My best on Monday might not be the same as it is on Friday. And that's okay. Give yourself grace um, because God does. He gives you grace every day. Unconditional love and grace. So give that to yourself and keep going. Awesome. Thank you so much. Well, this has been another amazing episode of My Heart on Pages. And I'm Laquita Parks, your host. And listen, if you have a story, and I know that you do, 
because 100% of everybody living and dead has a story. And there's a difference in wanting to write your story or write a book and, and writing a book. You have to do the work. So if you have a story and you want to tell the story, but you're not quite sure how to get started, we can help you. If you have started writing your story and you're stuck, you don't know which direction you should take next, reach out to us, we can help you. And if you've already written your story and you need to publish that story, we can help you do that too. So no matter where you are in your story writing journey, we can help you. So reach out to us. You can reach us at payprovpublishing.com and we can help you take your story from a thought to a realization. And thank you so much, Deanna. This has been a plump, pleasing pleasure. Better than a triple deck of peanut butter and jelly sandwich. That's my story and I'm sticking to it. Until next time, be blessed in your day. Have a great one. Thank <laughs> you.